0: Hello and welcome to Views from the Market, Mid-Market Private Equity and M&A in Canada. My name is Mario Negro. I'm a partner in the Private Equity and M&A group at Steikman Elliott. For today's podcast, I'd like to welcome Jason Salakumar. Jason is a director of First West Capital, and First West Capital is a junior capital provider who provides subordinated debt and mass debt for the middle market. Jason, welcome and thank you for joining us.
1: Mario, thanks for having me on the show. Your show has uh, unsurprisingly developed a lot of buzz in the market. So, so great job with it.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, we always like to start uh, our podcast by uh, talking a little bit about you, talking a little bit about First West uh, Capital and what you do and what First West is. So, maybe we'll start with a little bit about yourself at First West Capital.
1: Sure. Sure. No, sounds good. I think, um, you know, for myself to start first, I think you know, I, I didn't build my brand, Mario, on in banking or on Bay Street, for that matter. So I had a bit of a, a non-traditional pathway to uh, to capital markets, right? So I was, I was born and raised here in Toronto, but uh, and while it is still home for me today, over my 10-year career or 12-year career, um, I've lived and worked in Three different cities, Mario, across North America, and it's also been three different career changes as, as well during that time. So I think the only constant throughout my career has been the fact that I've always operated in the mid-market. And I think that's why you wanted me on the show here today. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I started my career in a fairly traditional environment, working within public accounting at, a, you know, formerly Collins Barrow, Toronto, that's now known as RSM Canada. Uh, so my first career identity was, was becoming a charter accountant, a CPA. And then, uh, for my second, for my second act or my second career, uh, I moved into consulting, working as a, a fractional CFO. Uh, so I initially moved to the U.S. actually, and was was fortunate enough to to live and work in San Francisco as well as Scottsdale uh, before moving back home and and launching my own fractional CFO company here in Toronto. Right, and so so as a CFO, but you know, especially in the mid market, my, my mandate was fairly broad in that I was. Either working with these mid-market businesses and either driving positive unit economics and just you know heavily involved in ops, or I was working with them uh, with with certain higher growth companies or pivoting companies. Let's call it that. You know we're going through either a capital raise or just opening up more bandwidth for for you know stretched out management teams, right? So so that was that's what I spent uh, you know three four years doing, and 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 so about five years ago I was out raising capital for one of my portfolio companies, and I, I summed upon First List Capital along the way. And I thought that they had an interesting offering to the marketplace and, you know, so interesting that I ended up making my third and final career change. And, and I joined, about, uh, joined First West about four and a half years ago now, Mario,
0: and it's, it's been a great fit ever since. And just let's talk a little bit, Jason, about, you know, what First West does. It's kind of a sweet spot, what it does in the marketplace because it, it kind of does play a unique role in, in the middle market in our marketplace.
1: For sure. Thanks, Mario. Yeah, First West Capital is a... Uh, it's a made in canada junior capital provider solution uh so it's been financing mid-market transactions for the past 12 years now so we were initially founded in in vancouver on the west coast and and our toronto office opened in 2016 and then i joined that office uh, about a year later in 2017. so maybe you know rather than talking about exactly where our stripe box is and where we fit in the market maybe it's just easier to describe what's in our portfolio today um so we have. We have about 20 portfolio companies uh, at the moment, and uh, our investment size and our our check range is is anywhere between one and 10 million. Uh, Our smallest client's doing about 10 million in revenue and perhaps a million dollars in EBITDA, and our our largest client is doing 350 million in revenue and with about um, that one's doing about 15 million dollars in EBITDA. So, Mario, what we don't exactly have a, a hard limitation on types of clients that we work with. That's the range of what's in our portfolio today, and you know, most most akin to, I guess, what we're what we're looking at these days when we're when we look at financing new opportunities. Um, so, I think the the important distinction of of what makes our portfolio different is that is that for every transaction we have done to date, we have always looked to complement the schedule A offering, right? So you, so, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Mario, that that we're a, a junior capital provider doing sub debt and mezz. That's exactly it. Right. So with that Schedule A offering, you know, when people think First West Capital, they think alternative lender that that maybe is looking to compete or disrupt that Schedule A offering. But it's we're actually one of the few that that looks to try and keep that Schedule A offering in place. We see a lot of value with with working with the big five. And, and so what we do is we keep that Schedule A in place. And, and you know, that brings all the benefits that come with that, with, with you know strong treasury management and you know all the all the support that comes from the banks. Uh, we keep that in place, and we look to enhance and augment that relationship. Rather than move it to an alternative debt lender, we keep that 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 schedule A in place, and we augment it by providing a, a small top up uh, of about one to ten million that I mentioned. You know, otherwise, Mario, that, that would have to get filled through and through a dilutive equity raise, right? So uh, our capital is coming in and, and filling that gap that you know otherwise would we need to be you know filled with equity. So the best way to think of it is you know schedule A is at the top of that capital stack. And we're sitting below that, but above shareholder equity, right? So we're still technically, you know, almost likened to a preferred, let's call it, right? And so often what that means, Mario, is, is that you know, we're not lending against the company's assets, right? That's not why we're getting the call. That's what the bank is for. And you know, frankly, they've done a great job of filling that segment of the market and helping these, these mid-market companies grow with lending off that balance sheet or trading off that balance sheet, let's call it we're the guys coming in and lending against the intangibles, right? Because the banks are doing all the tangible assets, we're the cash flow lenders that are lending against companies, management teams, their ability to generate strong cash flows, and ultimately just looking for that good alignment with shareholders, right? And just just trying to take a, a bit more risk um, up that that yield curve, let's call it. So most often where we're getting the call from either banks or advisors like yourself, Mario, is, you know, for their clients that have really, really strong operations, but they need a bit of balance sheet support, right? Uh, to either go through a period of high growth uh, and acquisition, and, you know, they just need a bit more uh, more equity dollars that they're at the table. And again, we'd step in with their sub-debt product to be able to, to, to help supplement and, and fill out that sources and uses table, let's call it. And the last one that, that's most common is, is for buyouts, right? So we're often being called for buyouts, whether that be a shareholder buyout, a management buyout, um, or mention buy-ins, right? That that's very common in the space that you know, Mario, uh, in the search fund community. So that's that's typically where we're getting our calls, either acquisitions, high growth companies, or buyouts uh, for that matter. And and maybe lastly, I can just you know touch on where our capital actually comes from. I think folks would be curious as to so where First West Capital is pulling these dollars from. We're we're actually backed by we only have one LP. Um, that's that's a fairly sizable credit union called First West Credit Union. They're the fifth largest credit union across Canada. And so while First West Capital is a is a small but you know agile seven person team at the moment uh we do have the support and reputation of a community building and relationship focused you know and fairly sizable credit union that's that's supporting us along the way through what we're trying to do for the mid-market
0: jason you know wanted to drill down a little bit more about the unique uh, role that the uh, first place capital plays in the market because we know in our marketplace the banks play an oversized role you know when it comes to middle market companies often uh the banks are really your only spot where you can get financing. And if you don't have the banks who are willing to provide debt, you're you're kind of stuck. And so when you you know have somebody like First West and the unique offering that they have, it's you know, it's obviously a, a great opportunity. And I want to get a sense from you in terms of what kind of the sweet spot is in terms of the type of clients, the type of opportunities that you look for to give people a flavor of the kind of deals the first West invests in.
1: For sure, and and maybe I could just you know even even provide some some context to to where I see the debt markets in our in our category when we talk about you know after the banks there might not be too many options after that you know I I see the and again you know no hard numbers let's call it eighty five to ninety percent of the of the of the market that debt market is covered by the banks that remaining ten percent is you know there's there's several several and you know new ones emerging by the day. Alternative lenders that fill that remaining 10% that really look to pride themselves as saying that uh, you know, if it doesn't fit into the bank's box, where they're ready and willing to serve the market. So, what First List Capital has done, and we, you know, we revisit this every you know quarter or six months when we're going through our strategic initiatives and, and how we position First List Capital, is we often ask ourselves the question: do we wanna be aligned in that 10% bucket of alternative lenders? Or do we wanna see ourselves having a taste of the 85 to 90 percent market share that the banks have right and so so you know every quarter or every six months we're, we're asking ourselves that question we always look to say no we still want to stay aligned with the banks just you know market size number one but number two because we we, we feel very comfortable in, in saying that we have a 12-year history and working alongside these banks to service this market so to your point on you know what happens if the if, if it's not necessarily a fit for the banks then, then yeah I, I, I do believe that there are junior capital providers like ourselves that are there in the market for us here at First List Capital, what I what I look for in particular, Mario, there's you know if I could, there's a lot of different factors, but if I could if I could just narrow into three in particular, you know, the first one is it's a little bit counterintuitive because it actually has nothing to do with the company itself. Um, it actually has to do with the transaction structure, right? Because our product is quite niche and in, in the sense that you know it, it it has to be after that that schedule A offering. It's it's you know you're really trying to find the needle in that haystack sometimes uh, when it comes to transaction structure. So what do I mean by that? That means that, you know, myself as the junior capital provider with limited to no upside by way of, you know, not taking equity, because again, we're, we're meant to be anti-dilutive. So we don't have the upside. But us as this junior capital provider, are we taking more risks than the shareholders are? The ones that actually do have all the upside, right? So we, we need to have a transaction structure that that is put in place where you know, we can build it in a manner that that we're aligned with these shareholders, we're not taking more risks than they are, they actually have just as much or, you know, theoretically, they should have more to lose than the junior capital provider, right? So we need to ensure that that transaction structure makes sense for all parties, right? So that's, that's the first factor I look at when we're, when we're trying to structure an opportunity. The second factor Murray, that I'm looking at, it's, it's actually management, right? Are they scrappy? Do they have a balanced team across key segments of the business that's that's important to that specific business? Um, you know, do, do they have the ability to pivot? And you know most importantly, can they be good stewards of our capital? right? That's often what we're looking for. Are they able to be capital efficient? are they are they aligned with where First West Capital is looking to uh, to deploy our capital, which is you know good sound businesses that that have a focus on cash flow and you know driving healthy gross profits and driving strong EBITDA margins for that matter as well, right? So that's the second factor that we're often looking at, just just the people involved in the story. And then, lastly, that third option, and you know, that third factor that I'm looking at, um, I'd love to go with financials because you know, I'm, a, I'm a, again, I'm a CA by trade, but it, but it's not right. Our uh, big factor of our due diligence is actually focused around what forms the competitive moat for this for this mid market business, right? Um, why is it sustainable for this company to carry this higher risk debt? Let's call it to the to the balance sheet, right? That again, that the banks are struggling to to be able to to lend against, right? And so. Often what we're looking at is, is if we can understand the, you know, the USP of this company and, and can we lend against that, right? Um, yes, we have a strong focus on the financials. Um, again, I'm a CPA after all, but that, that's table stakes, right? The focus of our investment committee meetings, Mario, it's, it's not around if this company is going to breach a covenant here or there, you know, but rather it's why will this company outperform over the long term, given that the competitive moat that they're building, right? That's what we're lending against. That's what's important to us when we're looking at opportunities.
0: Jason, one one thing I wanted to tackle with you is, um, you know, given the size of the deals uh, that you fund and uh, the character of the deals that you fund, is there any, any particular industries you kind of focus on? Is it sector agnostic? Is there places you won't go? I just want to get a sense from you when you as a kind of a alternative or private debt provider, if there's, you know, if there's a places you stay away from, are you kind of pretty open minded, as long as you said earlier, as long as they meet your kind of checkbox, uh, your list of things that you're looking for? Is there any any industries that you won't go for? No, and I think that's,
1: that's it's by design that we have to be quite broad, right? In the, in the space that we're in, especially when the banks are doing as great of a job as they are in financing this, this space, it, you don't have the ability to be too picky and choosy or else, you know, there's not going to be any opportunities left for for the junior capital providers, right? So I'd say that, you know, what's typically being banked by us, it's it's not industries where um, you need to have deep expertise and deep sector knowledge in, right? So we're not doing, um, you know, oil and gas companies, we're not doing deep technology companies where you know, we got to have specialized knowledge in those spaces. So I think one of the the factors in being agnostic is being able to, um, to play in very diversified industries. And so as a result, um, we, we don't We don't take on sectors that uh, would be a disservice to that company. And trying to trying to learn on their dime, let's call it right about this sector, we're trying to stay broad and and you know making sure that we have a catch all and fulfilling this gap in the mid market.
0: Jason, you know one of the things uh, that I find particularly uh, unique about First West is. You, know, you you obviously are focused on a segment of the marketplace that I do a lot of deals in the kind of mid-market and the lower mid-market. And a lot of people wouldn't get too excited about doing a 1 million or a $2 million loan facility, but you obviously live it every day, uh, given the size of your deal flow. And I want to understand a little bit about what drives you, what's, you know, what is uh, the underlying uh, driver for for you and First West, in terms of serving this market, what what drives the passion to focus on the segment of the market and to focus on what you do? No, it's a great question because
1: I am definitely passionate about what I do. So, <laughs> would love to be able to speak to that, Mario. I, you know, to this day, I still see myself as that that hands on fractional CFO for uh, the mid market, right? I think it's such an important you know set of skills that are needed to to be able to help these companies scale, right, and go through the, the, you know, the transition that they're going through, scaling from this this small or medium-sized enterprise into into where, you know, all the potential that this com- that these companies have. So, you know, I still see myself as this fractional CFO as a portfolio of clients that, that I work with. But, you know, at First West Capital, I get to add to my tool belt the ability to be a capital provider as well, right? And so, so that unique combo actually resonates really well in the market because I have the, the trust of Bay Street to actually execute on these transactions that the, you know these trusted advisors bring to us, we actually execute on them. But I also have the relatability to the everyday business owner as somebody that they want to work with, right? Because it's someone that they have that, that has walked in their shoes before, of CFO as a CFO of similar mid-market companies, right? So, so that's that's my mission that I'm on on a personal level, right, to help scale these mid-market businesses. But Mario, you know, you asked the question about First West Capital and why, why, why do we do it as an organization and why are we so passionate about it? Well, scaling these mid-market companies and keeping those benefits within Canada. Okay, So I've heard you say it all too often that the traditional buyer of some of these Canadian mid-market businesses, Mario, you always say it, it's a, by and large part um, USP right? And I'll add to that, that, you know, the Canadian PE market is alive and well as well. But, you know, I, I got nothing against PE, but, you know, we co-invest frequently alongside them, right? I'd say that, you know, 20% of our portfolio is, is sponsored back, right? But for that other segment of the market, how do we empower these business owners that know they have all the ingredients to scale up their business with the only missing ingredient being capital, right? And so, you know, they find themselves feeling like, okay, I know what it takes to scale it, but, you know, I, I need to go out and raise some equity because, you know, I need the capital to do it, right? And so so our mission is to say, no, you don't need to take um, dilutive capital. You can you can come to the junior capital markets after the banks say, no, this is too much, or, you know, we can't take that risk with you. Uh, there is a junior capital market. And so our mission is to be that, again, the Canadian-made solution that unlocks some of these economic benefits of this scale-up, but, but is able to keep that commensurate returns with the founders, right, with our anti-dilutive capital. Jason, I, I
0: want to talk a bit about where you see this space going i always ask our guests talk a bit about the crystal ball question i call it the the future and 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 in your your case i mean this is an interesting market you know i believe it continues to expand we seem to see more people doing it but wanted to get a sense of where you see the market going for the product that you're offering both from your perspective as a firm but also from a sector perspective because i know we could use more of uh, alternative lenders (laughs) and private uh, debt lenders in Canada, you know, given the, the number of few banks that we have and the difficulty of raising funds in the middle market. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I can, I
1: can definitely speak to where we see
0: the market today
1: and, you know, where we think it's going. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to say that we've, we've never been busier and we have so many deals on the go. It seems like that's a staple answer that, that most, most folks in capital markets say, but, but Mario, I'm here to keep it real and say that's, that's not our reality, right? Our reality is seeing uh, two events happen. The banks have taken more risks over the, the past few years, right? Uh, past, let's call it five, six, seven years. Uh, they've come up that risk curve and lending into future forecasts. And in tandem, we've seen private equity get hyper competitive, right? And they've come down on their yield curve. So, what's happened to junior capital? Well, the junior market has seen compression from both sides, both the banks creeping up that yield curve and private equity coming down that yield curve. And, and so, our space has shrunk accordingly, right? And so, in a, in a more balanced market, Mario, I'd say that, you know, just to give context, I'd say that we'd be closing about eight to 10 new investments a year, right? Um, but these days, just because of how competitive it is in those other two segments of the market, again, you know, your schedule A offering as well as private equity, just because of how competitive those two are, we, and again, our, our, our market's been shrinking. We've now moved from eight to 10 deals a year to probably about five to six deals a year, I'd say. But every industry has its own respective economic cycle, right? Um, we're no different, right? So so you know, our space being the junior capital market, uh, that tends to ebb and flow based on how aggressive the senior lenders, uh, the Schedule A lenders are in, in their respective space as well. So at a certain point, it just doesn't make sense to be taking that sub-debt risk um you know and pricing it for 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 senior like returns right so as a as a shareholder of uh of some of the big banks we we'd like to see them continue to maintain their their healthy loan books that they've been you know maintaining for 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 the past several decades right and so when that when that time comes i'd personally like to think that you know what the banks would do would would be to tag in uh, a partner like ourselves, right? So shameless plug for for First West Capital, uh, but we would we would want to see the banks be able to uh, to, to partner us with uh, with us on those types of transactions, and, and you know, helping to keep that market share with the banks. But, uh, you know, we would, we would hold the, the more, let's call it, higher risk components to it, um, and they would be able to maintain the overall relationship with the, the, let's call it the primary relationship with some of these companies. But at the end of the day, Mario, we're a small shop, right? Like, we're not the, the market movers, and, you know, so as a result, I can't, I can't be the economist in the room because I don't have enough of a, of a data set. To be able to speak on it, so, you know, our job here at First West Capital is just to to ensure the market knows that we're that made in Canada junior capital provider solution that is relationship focused and, you know, built to support the Canadian market with truly patient sub debt and mess products.
0: Jason, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's been great uh, to have you on the podcast and, and you know, great to learn more about financing for middle market companies that's uh, beyond the bank. So it's great for you to join us. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Mario. Keep it going.